0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Deep Cuts Live. I'm your host, Antoine Reed. And if this is your first time watching, um, please hit that subscribe button or the follow button, so you will always be notified every time we come up with new content. Uh, today is a guest that I have known of and has kind of spoken to. Uh, we were both right before we went live saying that we had saw each other at a trade show back in 2019. That was the first time we met, and I've been kind of following uh, him in the industry ever since, so I'm looking forward to speaking to him today, and that special guest is Jonas Santana from Blackbird Cigar Company, so let me get our guest on. <laughs> Jonas, how are you? Very good, are you? I'm doing well, like I was telling people, uh, and we were talking about right before the show, we met each other at pr 2019, which seems like eons ago, and I remember, I think it was your first show, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was the first show for me. Uh as a, as a company, but mm-hmm. I used to, I I went over there many times before launching uh, my own brand. And it's like you need to be in the show. If you really are a new brand, you need to go to that show because that's the way you're going to really know a lot of a lot of retailers at the same time. And
0: then after that, you can actually plan out your trips exactly. And I just remember like I said you all were new. Blackbird was new at the time, but you stood out at the show because you had such bright marketing and branding and everything at the show was great and all this other stuff, but lots of the companies has very traditional branding and marketing and it's like Browns and yellows and stuff. And here you all were with this popping (laughs) colors and this awesome logo. And I just remember being like, I was doing my little walk around uh, and just was like, Oh, I was like, I got to stop by this booth. And I remember, uh stopping by and speaking to you and the team and and i was i forget what magazine i was writing for at that time probably tobacco business but i remember you saying like so you're gonna do a story on this right and i was like yeah (laughs) 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 and i was like we'll we'll get we'll get it going and i know i look back at my records we got it we got that story done finally um it took a little while but um but yeah so i've kind of like i said i've been following you around in the industry for a while now and it's interesting to see how you. I don't consider you a newbie anymore um, because I think anybody who can last a couple of years in this, in this industry is pretty much a, um, a veteran.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because this is not this is not easy at all. I'm like uh, sometimes I call myself the rebel of the classic world because, as you mentioned before, there's there's very classic looks which we need to respect. Like that's the way they they. They present themselves, but I say, you know what? I think the the industry needs something refreshing. Let them be. I'm gonna be my way. Me and my brother got together, and we we you know say, you know what? I'm, we are gonna pop. We we not gonna be laid back. We're gonna pop because this is a very hard industry uh, that you really need to enjoy it if you really want to make it happen. Like you really want to make it in the industry because it's, cigars is not a need. As it's not a need you need to Is understand that- you you need to understand that you sell a pleasure so when somebody buys a cigar to get a pleasure to to relax they expect nothing but the best because literally you're burning money so if you're gonna burn the money at least you want to burn it right you know what i mean
0: so you want to like that you started off saying that because that's what i always tell people too i tell people like just like you said like it's a crazy idea. If you went to somebody outside of the cigar industry and say, hey, um, you know, you're going to put down ten dollars, sometimes 20, sometimes even 40 dollars now for just one thing. And then five seconds later, you're going to burn it up <laughs> and that's it. Burn it up. And all you have left to show for it sometimes is a cigar ban. I think people just don't wrap their minds around that. That's how crazy it is and how that requires a completely different approach to branding and marketing because like you said it's not something that you absolutely need some people might feel like they need a cigar but most people don't really need it
1: (laughs) I yeah when i say need it's not about um when i say need it's not a necessity to to be alive right but people can say i need to relax today i need a cigar but that's a different story when i say that it's about you don't need it to be alive you need food you need water you need anything uh, but cigars is a it's a, is a pleasure so that's why i say that and, and because of we know that we need to we did our branding with different uh type of points for example we need to make it as easy as possible to remember because people don't have time to be remembering stuff people don't just do, not read like they used to read uh let's make it pop because. Uh, we need to make noise inside of the humidor. Like every humidor is wooden made, light brown. So you need colors to pop so people can get the attention to it. And like, hey, hey what's this? And something else is give the, like the shortest information, but the proper information to the customer when they look at the brand. For example, I always put the wrapper, the strength bar, and the size on the front. It's just to make it easy for the customers to pick what they want, because they, if you, if they just look the strength bar, they're going to be like, you know what? I'm in the mood to a medium body cigar. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to like either the Rook or the young kind. If I want a full body cigar, I'm going to spend, I don't know, uh three hours with my friends. Probably I'm going to smoke two, three cigars, and I want a heavy smoke with a nice whiskey. So I'll probably go with the Crow and the cooker, but they're going to see it in the strength. Also, the color can actually tell you if the cigar is going to be Heavy, or if the cigar is gonna be light, because the colors also psychology-wise, it, it works. So that's why we actually did, did it just as easy as possible. We can make it, but with a with a theme. And I know everybody has a story because people like story, but I cannot lie about saying, you know, I have a great-grandfather that started mm-hmm. the business, and I'm not gonna lie on that because I didn't do that. My story is actually the real story. Like I was a guy that used to work in a company. I was illegal in the country, legal. I started the brand being illegal in the country. And now here we are. There's a lot of things still that we need to do. The, for example, the new factory is a big commitment, but it, why we did those type of movements is because if I want to, to, to keep the quality or something better than what I have already, and I'm not a new guy anymore, like the only way to do it is by having a space because when you have space and for example, now there's a tobacco shortage, I can use the space to buy young tobacco and do the process by myself, but I can keep a great cigar for you that it's going to enjoy. It's, it's not just because, oh, I want to make money. It's not, only a, it's not about that. Like first it's the product, the brand, and then if we're going to be great, so money will come. People will feel happy. Paying a cigar 10 bucks that the, but for them it's worth 15 bucks that's the best way you can you can like you can feel great when you have that type of of feeling when you're smoking a cigar from someone but it's worth more than what you pay
0: exactly so before we get into because i do want to show people and i have a presentation set up to show people your different branding and stuff so that they kind of see it and they don't you know, if they're watching it, that that is not listening. But um, before we get into all that, I just want to get your story about how did you get into the industry? Like what brought you into the world of cigars?
1: Well, the thing is, I was still in college and somebody needed a brand because I was mar- I was doing marketing and I graduated in marketing. So I helped them. I helped my friend. I already had the factory. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to keep just the name of the shadow just to respect. And within time, I just said, you know what? I don't know where this is gonna take me. So I really need to be friends with the master blender. I need to understand every single step of the of this industry. So because I don't know where this is gonna take me. So I became the let's say the best friend of the master blender back then. And I used to go there one hour before the work shift just to learn how to roll cigars and smoking puros, like just Creole ninety eight or just Nicaraguan tobacco, whatever, just to develop my palate. while I was rolling 10 cigars a day before my worshipped, shift. So time comes by and I was traveling here. So every time I go to the States, I always bring sales. People like me for whatever reason. Probably they like my energy, things like that. So then you just had an opportunity to come with the same company here. And then I was doing a lot of stuff uh, by myself, like taking care of the warehouse by myself, like shipping, uh, uh, invoicing, selling, receiving containers, blah, blah, blah. So the good thing is even that I was tired, I understand that when you work with somebody and you pay attention, it's a college that pays you. So then, I try to show them, hey, uh, I have an idea, and the idea was actually BlackBerry during back that time, but maybe it wasn't their flow, maybe it wasn't their way they want to do things, and then we we got a little conflict that is already in the past. Like I love them, they mm-hmm. the best, the best for them, um, and. It just happened to be, and I was still illegal and things like that. It just happened to be, you know what? Either I'll make it or I'll go home, honestly. So I was right there. I couldn't go back to my country, so I either make it or go home. So then I was, you know, uh, brainstorming with my brother and picking every every single names that we think can work. Everything is started because you, we know we're going to penetrate the U.S. market. So the ego is the symbol of USA, but it's the strongest bird. The smartest bird is the crow. So I understand, like right there, there's a lot of eagles in the industry because they are strong. They have many ears. So I needed to play smart against a bunch of eagles. And I, don't, and I don't see it, I don't say it in a bad way. I'm just saying like you the only way I can really make noise is trying to be as smart as possible because I don't have the the same power that they that they have because they already have ears. So after that, that's why that's how we created the the branding with related to crows, no more than two syllables in bright colors that match in one way with the bird. So people can feel identified with the brand very easy, remember very easy. If they don't remember the name, they will remember the color. And also, uh, I we understand that the people like to follow other people when they feel related, when they feel identified with it. That's why we used to. The slogan can't clip my wings, which is related to bird, but it's also motivational. Like if you really want to do something in life, don't don't let anybody clip your wings and follow your dreams. So it's something positive that the people really like. And that's how everything really started. And a lot of work, a lot of traveling, Like probably I can be a pilot after all the miles that I have done. Uh, But the rest is story It's just a lot of work. And people telling others to smoke Blackbird. Instagram was a very nice tool for for me uh, because every time I post a picture, they saw the big bands, the big names, and it was easy for them to read it. There's a lot of small names because back in the days, that was the style of making bands or whatever. So the generation changes every, what, 10, 20 years, whatever. So Mm -hmm. they needed something more refreshed. And people really liked the idea and supported until now that still we grow it like crazy and I can not be more than happy and thankful for, for the guys and, and God that is helping us right now. That's really what it is.
0: And when you talked about when you worked at the other company, you kind of presented them with this idea that eventually became Blackbird. Do you think you said that like their reception to it just wasn't like, did they just say no? Or did they say, this doesn't fit with what we're doing? Like, what was their response?
1: Yeah, basically it was that. Like, it doesn't fit with what they're doing, and I respect it. They're like, they deserve to do whatever they feel will fit for them. But, like, things happen for a reason. Like, Mm -hmm. there's no uh, causality. Like, no, things happen for a reason. That was supposed to happen so I can be here right now with you.
0: And, like, how long after that, I don't want to call it rejection, but... That kind of shut down from them. Did it take for you to actually launch your company?
1: Uh, around a year and a half.
0: Okay, so no, that, right. that's not that far along. You're just. You, did you immediately kind of like I said after you spoke to your brother? Did you just kind of say, "We can, we can take this idea and make it our own"?
1: Uh, actually, he he really motivated me a lot. I was I was not feeling very good uh, because it was too much at the same time. No job, no green card. I needed a little support and he was the one man. You have seven years working in the industry and something that I got to learn back then is at the end, it doesn't matter your profession. It doesn't matter what you you graduated of, whatever you know, you know to do now, it will be whatever you did the five last years. So even the, the most common thing is after you leave a job, probably you're going to do something similar or you're going to get hired probably in the same position probably. So that's just the nature, and he actually motivated me and tell me, "Hey, I think we can do it. Let's let's try it. The only the only fight that you lose is the one that you did you never try. So let's try. It. And if this doesn't work, so we just do something else. Uh, people like you. I see that. I see the videos. I see people always trying to be with you whenever. And and I'm like, okay, man, let's just try. I was afraid. I'm not gonna lie. I was very <laughs> afraid. Yeah, I was very afraid. But if you you don't feel something, so you're not alive. You need to feel to to really believe this is this is real, and to also understand that you need to to protect uh, any financial financial situation like this is your baby. Like if you don't if you don't take care of your baby, you're not gonna have a company anymore. Right. So so at the end of the day, it was a lesson for me. Like every single year, is a new lesson for me.
0: I can just imagine you feeling. What that feeling was when you're just like yeah i'm gonna start my own company <laughs> Anna, know, i lost hair it's exciting but at the same time you're like oh all, right. all that pressure to succeed and then every all the money that goes into it and that goes out of it you're just like this is all it's not anybody else it's not somebody else's money now this is like your money
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you don't know what's gonna happen because at the end of the day you have experience as a employee, but not really as a feeling. What's going on when you don't have money to pay salary? What's going on if you don't have money to buy more cigars? It's it's just like that. Uh, not everybody really understand or understands it the way the way you can understand the way you are actually living that. Plus the situation that I have on top of that, like no green card, no job. <laughs> but. Now
0: I laugh. But then I almost cried, man. And now like, <laughs> you were not laughing. You're probably like, crap. Like every morning you get up, you're like, here we go. We gotta make this happen. But I'm pretty sure, like too. Like, do you think you you would have been as successful if your back was not up against the wall? Like, did you need that pressure in order to kind of come out on top?
1: Yeah, totally, totally. I don't think I would do it with with Without having that pressure that, oh, we have the conflict. It's like, I I got to understand that entrepreneurs don't really born that way. There's a situation that make them entrepreneurs. So they, like, in, in one way I can say, oh, wow, thank you, God, because that happened to me. Thank you to my Xbox because you did that to me. Because actually you put me in a better position. So that's mm-hmm. why I say there's no hard feelings. Like, probably maybe at the beginning or whatever. But honestly, right now, right now, I cannot thank him enough. Like, enough. It, it, it was great that he say no to me. It was great.
0: <laughs> so, when you finally said we're going to start our own company, how did you actually get started? Like, what was your process like of actually putting together your company and the business and the product?
1: Well, me and my brother had to use a lot of a lot of our own money because we I didn't have any credit to to ask for a loan back at the beginning. I had to, uh, well, I was looking for a warehouse. I, like in literally in two weeks, I found one. And honestly, I just have an empty warehouse and I was paying the warehouse for about six months before I started getting cigars. So you can imagine, I I had probably a year without seeing any single money. I was just stretching it out as Mm -hmm. much as I can. But because, (laughs) and then after that, so remember the same master blender that I teach me uh, back then was seven years ago. I got in touch with him again. He already had three years or four years without working with the same company. And when I call him, I say, what are you doing? Like and he's, he was having a bad, also a bad um, situation. And I say, I think this is the time because I'm making a brand and I want you to be part of it. Uh, you are my, my mentor and Like the way of me thank you is be a part of the company and you're going to make my blends. I'm going to be in charge of selling cigars, be out there traveling. Just make sure that the cigars are the way I ask you and let's make it work. So he believed in me a lot. I believe in him. And wow, man, I cannot thank him enough. Like it's it's, it's great. It's great. So what was that first blend that you all worked on? It was, well, I said to him, the San Andres wrapper cigars are selling a lot. So that's why why we created first the crow. The second was the unkind that back then was the raven. And he said, you know what? We don't have too much tobacco. So we really need to play smart right now, he said. We're going to make the crow first. And from there... I'm going to create another blend that's going to be medium, probably using almost the same tobacco, but one is going to have more ligero and the other one is going to have more viso. and we're going to change the wrapper. And when he did that, like it, it smoked totally different. It pretty much has the same tobacco, just different way of positioning. And also if uh, the crow has more ligero, the on-kind has more viso. So I said, you know what do we, I think we can only start with two lines that's how we went. I went to the streets with two lines and within four months or three months my brother said, you know what, I don't think it's a good idea to have two lines. My brother said we gotta do six and I said I think it's too much and like maybe but what if they don't, what if you go to a to Antoine cigar shop and he doesn't, he doesn't like the two lines that you have probably he, liked, he can like the other four or at least two out of the six or three out of the six or at least one out of the six and I'm like Maybe you're right. Let's make it happen, and that's how we launched this. The four, the other four lines during the IPCPR 2019.
0: Wow! And let me see if I can show people what some of these, because like I said, your branding is so different uh, from everybody else's out there. So, so this what's on the screen now is just the sampler uh, pack. So yeah. you get to kind of see, this is what I first got introduced to Blackbird with, which I, th- I thought was nice because I always look for sampler packs before I look for, you know, buying a whole box of something. So I like to, to <laughs> shop around and try different things in, in within a brand, and then see if I want to commit to, you know, something else like a whole box of something. So I always thought having the sampler early on in your, you know, your your company you had it back in 2019. Uh, at IPCPR. So I always thought that was smart, and that kind of gave you a nice. it was nice branding. It was everything about it was just nice. So it's almost one of those things where you almost don't even want to open it just because <laughs> it <works laughs> so well. And then like you and then we see the crow on the screen now, which you kind of see the strength there, which I always thought again was very smart because you know w- when a retailer is usually speaking to a consumer, one of the first questions they usually ask the consumers like, what kind of cigar do you like? Strong, you know, exactly medium, whatever. And then sometimes, you know, if there's a lot going on, like, you, and I think you said this in another interview, sometimes a retailer just doesn't have time or they don't even know, you know, they have so many cigars in their humidor, they don't know what each one, you know, they can't sit there and say, yeah, that one's, you know, strong wheat. Sometimes they'll, that's when I think they'll gravitate towards the, you know, best sellers in their shop or whatever and they'll say well i know that one's a medium and then they you know push everybody uh sometimes uh unintentionally towards a a specific brand because they know more about it so exactly exactly so you designing it you know and just you know making it the colors like i said using the colors you know the the big bands on the fonts you know you can see it from far away seeing the strength you know having that sound San Andreas, there, you know, just smart. And this is another example. So if you don't like a strong cigar, you can easily sit there with these stacked up in the humidor, see what the difference is uh, between your different brands.
1: Yeah, and for example, w- when you presented the Jaguar, you can see it's even my my longest name, and it's only two syllables. It's again easy to remember. Something else that I that we did is like how easy you have a band that you can take off. That's why we put the the bird right here. So as as soon as you're ready to take off the band, just pull off the bird. So that part of the band has less glue. So it's easy for you to remove it. It's just basically to make it easier for the customers. Like at the end of the day, they just want to have a a great cigar, a great experience. And I don't want nothing
0: between that that is wrong to happen. You know what I mean? And I just like that you all use such bold colors because... It's not something that a lot of cigar companies do. They think they have to stick to that gold, bronze, browns, maroons. I think
1: the gold, it has to be for uh, uh, something better than the car line, a limited edition or whatever. If you use gold in your car line, what's going to be your limited edition? It's going to be what? You cannot use a color because if you're going to go down. You need to go up.
0: Yeah. So we just kind of scroll through most of your cigars. I mean, like I said, they all, I think, stand out in the in the humidor. And what's been the re- retailers and consumers' response to your cigars? And I mean, the design of them, not just the blend, but how have they responded to those designs that you did?
1: People just say, oh, oh, the easiest brand I can see. Oh, the easiest brand I can sell. And uh, straight to the point, They say, for example, this is straight to the point. Um, And what can I say? The thing is, it's simple, but it's at the end of the day uh, like we, we did not do it just because we want to have a cigar. We want to do it in a way that we can also increase the line within time using the same phones, but we can invert colors. For example, if I want to make, let's say, a line of box press blackbird cigars. I can probably do, for example, in the if I give you an example as the crow, I can probably do black box and red lettering and make it the box press, and it's gonna look at, as, as a completely totally blank. So it, it was well thought, not just to make a brand. And that's well, actually, that I thank for all the years that I had before coming with my with my own brand, because like like you said, it's, everything is very classic. And they made it by then, they, that's that's amazing, but it also gives me an opportunity to differentiate from the others, like, and, try and, and be unique in mm-hmm. the industry. That's something for me great when you are unique because you're not trying to be anybody else. Like, if you're gonna be Guayabera in a hat, probably you're gonna look like Fuente, that's Fuente style, that's not my style. And that's just the way it is, like, and also, we can feed from the from the classic stuff and make it our own way, because if the classic stuff didn't exist, probably I didn't make this. Right. So at the end of the day, you learn from them.
0: Well, I just think, look, like I said, you obviously understand a lot more about the industry than I can say, having spoken to a lot of people in the industry, than about the marketing side and the psychology behind it than a lot of people do, because that's so you have to be distinct. You can't just copy other people. And that's what you hear and you have a different style. You know, when you see your you and your your team at the trade shows, you know, there are some companies that feel like they have to wear the full suits and all this stuff that's not you all <laughs> like like you all get the sense that you all are like all about having the good time being very casual, but you know, but professional at the same time, And yeah. you, you make it work for yourself, which I think, like I said, other companies wouldn't be able to make that work for, for them. But you found what works for you and you did it early on. So it's a yeah. kind of struggle to find themselves.
1: Yeah. At the end of the day, you are selling a pleasure. And I think I sometimes I say you sell entertainment because you bring the entertainment also. To a crowd when you, somebody else, or somebody, a group of people is smoking your cigars or whatever. So let's say maybe one day I can put a suit on, but it's got, probably it's going to be with Jordan once on my feet. So <laughs> it has to be different because at the end of the day, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an editor. Like I don't, I'm not, I'm not them. They have their own style. And I believe if you have an image of branding, you got to look like the image. Like action must be like suits. That's their image. They're not wrong. But so that's just their image. That's not me. And it's not it's not only basically in, on me, it's about the theme that we create. And I gotta feed that theme. Like well, I want you to when you see Blackbird, you don't need me. When you see me, oh it looks okay. Yeah, I understand why the brand. I understand why the music he he uses or whatever, or the type of videos, the way he talks, is it's like like I said, the rebel of the classic world.
0: Yeah, and you've also made yourself and you seem comfortable in that role and being the face of the brand and i know that there's some brands that really struggle with that um <laughs> there's not there's some brands that just don't they don't have a face and i think it's kind of hard to connect as a consumer right now to some of those brands because we connect to people we connect to people That's and thing. hard and sometimes if it's just a, a product you're like well, what's the difference between it and somebody else like I will rather buy something from you, Jonas, that I know. And you have that your own attitude and personality. And I get to know that through social media. And then I see another product that's, or another brand that just it's like, you know, their pictures are just here's the cigar. Here's here's it on the side of a box, <laughs> you know, and this is hard to, to connect with that because you're just like, what, how do I, you know, what makes that different? It doesn't have personality. It's a product.
1: It's a product. That's something that I understand. Like how many different pictures can you take to a cigar? Mm-hmm. But how many stuff can you do with a human being? Um, I'm not going to say that the best way probably is having the, 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 a face all the time behind the brand. Uh, why I say that, even that I like it? Because at the end of the day, we I'm not going to be able to be at every place at the same time. And like, if you like the product, you like the product, but if you don't have the image of the brand, like make sure you make an appealing brand that people can feel identified with it. And why I, I, I be the face of the company is because I understand what can I do versus the other people they don't do. Like some people, their own brands and they sell a lot of cigars, but they don't like cameras or they are just not funny at all. They just don't have a great personality. They're not appealing. Uh, and I was able to do a lot of stuff that it was it was easy for me. For a couple guys, it's not easy. They don't like cameras, a lot of the guys. And that's fine for them. But if you know what's in what stuff you're not very good at, you need to compensate by doing a better branding.
0: And one of the things that, like you said earlier, that has helped you is that you embrace Instagram very early on
1: <laughs> <And> <laughs>
0: a lot of people now. I mean, it's very hard to get traction, I think, on Instagram as it is now. like You can't just come in as a cigar brand and expect to build up an audience like you have. So, like, what was your experience like? What was your mentality going into that, like that platform specifically? And building up because you build up quite a community and following on there so how did you do that
1: well it's it took time uh before i started this the the company i think i had probably five thousand followers but the thing is i said okay i was checking some people's instagram now i'm like but this is very boring just pictures of cigars just pictures of cigars blah 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 and i'm like the only way people is really going to follow me is if they have they they see entertainment when they when they follow me. And between uh, like doing that, then they're going to see the cigars anyways, because at the end of the day, what the people is looking is to have fun because we live in a very fast world. So I was and, and something else is that the people can tell you in Instagram what they really smoke without you asking them because they posted anyways so i knew what what was missing so within 3 years yeah 3 years now i have 17000 followers everything is totally legit i haven't buy any single follower everything is like legit mm-hmm. and people also if they follow you and they tag you they want to feel they want to feel the warmth of uh, of 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 somebody uh, texting them answering their questions. Because if you only have an Instagram just because you want to put pictures on it and people ask questions and they never get answers, they're going to feel like, why do I follow this guy that I think is amazing or blah, blah, blah. So I try to answer it to every single person because they deserve it. They really deserve it. I am nobody without them. So the least I can do is to answer their questions. Or at least say, hi, how you been? There's, there's people over there that are like, hey, bro, I have a long time without hearing about you. And now I, I don't even know them in person. But they feel that, hey, right, this guy is, uh, is amazing. Well, he 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 has me. He had me on his mind, things like that. So it was a the de- uh, develop within time, tagging shops, tagging customers. Every time I travel, uh, every time somebody take a picture, want to take a picture with me, I always say very happy. Some people get tired of pictures. And I understand why they get tired of pictures, but you are nobody without them. So is the that- least you can do is take a picture, give a hug to the guy because he's supporting you and he believes in what you're doing. That's something. That if the guy, the customer, that does not know you and he's believing in what you're doing, man, man, the least you can do is to hug him, say thank you, and how can I do something better for you? Let's, let me give you a gift because you're you've been nice with me. The human touch, man, you know, we're living in a very cold world. So when you give that love to our to a customer, to somebody supporting you, man, they feel they feel good. And I, I, I feel good just because they feel good. And that motivates me to keep doing.
0: And I think that's great to hear, because I know, especially in the cigar world, you know, if you're at an event, the consumers are very passionate about the products and yeah. companies. And sometimes it it and this is not geared towards anybody in particular, but even in a celebrity world, like if you meet a celebrity that you really love, the it's the most disappointing thing to like find that they're like not cool or they're like, no like don't talk to me right now or whatever. Cause like you said, it's like without the fans and without the customers, like you don't you don't have a brand. And in the cigar world you need every customer that you could possibly get you can't i mean you really shouldn't be uh, doing anything to alienate any of your customers so th- i think that whole human touch speech uh is very important and probably yeah. how like you said why people just love blackbird besides it being a great you know blend and all that
1: yeah there's there's a i think there's a comment uh that people say sometimes like it's better to not meet your idol I don't want that to happen to me, honestly, because, and I failed that way like two or three times with people that I really want to meet. And I feel like, uh, okay, this guy's just giving me a self speech, or he say, (laughs) I don't have time. I'm like, okay, so who are you without these guys paying for whatever product you sell or buying your ticket to a concert? You are anybody, man. And if you don't like people, so don't put your face around. Exactly. As simple as that. If you don't like people, just don't put your face around because they are the one that is going to lift you up. And they also going to be the one put you down.
0: Well, I think, too, is like especially in the cigar world, it's very it's a very niche category. Like it seems pretty big. Like when you go to PCA or TPE and all these other events and big smoke and everything, it just seems like there's like all the stuff going on. But really. This is a small industry and it's a small category.
1: Everybody knows everything.
0: (laughs) I feel like the most successful brands today are personable. Like you think of like Room 101, Matt Booth, or Tatawate with Pete Johnson, and John Huber at Crown Heads and stuff like that. These are all people that, you know, they'll take the time to speak to you and really look at you and make you feel like, you know, you're special. And it's just, it's just hard. And it's just, I think it's all important you have to connect with the brand we're living in this whole different world where brands and products are it's all personal now it's not just i'm going to buy the stuff just because i'm i'm going to buy it like nobody has the money to just spend like that <laughs> like you want to know where you're going to put your money and feel like you made a good decision it's like let
1: me know where i'm investing my money <laughs> exactly now yeah, yeah,
0: totally. when i was listen to some of your other interviews you were talking about reading so are you still big on reading different books and stuff like that because you were talking about i think it was with uh rob at um box press or and you were talking to him on his podcast and you all were having a discussion about school versus books (laughs) and i thought that was a pretty interesting because you were all for like you know read keep reading books keep reading whatever is that still how you feel because i know that that podcast was done a little bit A little while ago, maybe last
1: year. The thing is, uh, studying in a college, it's like there's no way out. You need to do it to be in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes probably it's good so you can see the world in a different way, but I just see college as another business because uh, do you think that, for example, in Dominican Republic, there's many doctors every year and there's no way to put them. There's many people that work with the teeth and there's no way there's there's no way to put it so i say you know what if we have the proper knowledge with the books and i'm gonna spend i don't know 50k paying my boys school probably you know what this is what i'm gonna do with you my man i'm gonna make a brand of cigars and i'm gonna put the same fifty thousand in this brand of cigars you take care of the brand let's see how it does it i'm not i don't mean that you you don't need to do it or you must not do it i think you're forced to do it but the problem that I see in the college is when you get the information it's already not updated because the information travels so fast lately that and still back then when I started, like it was almost like three, it was 10 years ago. I still was reading things that I was already in the past. So that's why you see a lot of guys sometimes that they jump in a new business. Sometimes they make it, sometimes not because not every, every business make it, but because they went, they started, they jump in. Before everybody does it, mm-hmm. so at the end of the day, the only way you can keep updated is by reading books. And I know the books is based on the other people, other people's opinion, but it's great to have opinions because you can digest it and make it your own, your own way. Like Antoine so I can tell me something that probably I can even make it better or make it in a way that feed my business. So that's why continuously you need to read a lot of stuff. And I'm not, I'm not a good reader. I just try, honestly. I just try, but that's the way I believe And Sometimes probably you need to go back to school or to college. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Depends on what you're going to do, but something is, for example, I don't know if it's a good idea to do a master. If you don't really don't know where the word is going to take you, mm-hmm. like, for example, you let's say you have a business and you want your son to be in the business, but you don't really know if they are really going to follow your steps and you're creating, Oh, I want this, this, uh, my son to also be a lawyer, and he's being a lawyer because you asked them to. But you never asked him, like, what? You, what do you like? You're just thinking about, oh, he's gonna be well because he's dead after me. He's gonna take care of my customers, but you don't know if he's gonna be happy. You don't really know. No. And there's a lot of things in in my, in my country specifically. There's not many uh, professions that you can really do over here. There's way more. Over there, or oh, you either be a doctor, engineer, lawyer, and that's it. Not even marketing is a great stuff. Honestly, marketing is not the greatest profession you can do. So at the end of the day, my suggestion would be just read books every time you can. Every month, read a book, read a new book about a subject that you like. That's the way I think.
0: What's the last good book that you read?
1: Actually, I have it right here. Uh, I was reading. I, I haven't done yet. Like it's the power of your, of your personal branding. It makes sense that I like that, right? <laughs> it's, it makes sense because that I work, I, I behave in a way that it's very hard to not know. Oh, Jonas is there because he's doing whatever. So, and so. but it's something that happened to me. Uh, uh, just, just, just natural. I might, I actually trying to read now the Ultimate Cigar book. I don't know what, what I'm going to find there because I, I think I know a lot of things, but maybe there's a something that I can find there or something that can remind me this still exists or whatever. I, I also like the No Rules Rules from Netflix. That's a great book. But why they do it that way? The way they do their business because things change. Blackbuster, they did it this way. Now Netflix say, all right, just set, just show me the prior and you put the price.
0: I always, I I never understand why people don't, I know why they don't read. They think reading is kind of boring and that they could be doing 10,000 other things with their time or whatever. But to me, like if I don't read regularly, I just feel sick, (laughs) like mentally my, my mind goes to mush. And I just, like, I have to read something. I usually try to read two books at a time that are just complete polar opposites. Like right now I'm reading the this Elon Musk book to, yeah. because I was just curious about who he was and then I'm reading this this book that Dolly Parton and James, what, yeah, James Patterson wrote. <laughs> so it's a completely different opposite ends of the spectrum but to me like I just, I think more people should think about actually trying to read a book. Even if it takes them all, all year to read one book, it's better than not to me like not reading anything so i always post on instagram about the different books that i i read and um but
1: but there's different ways people sometimes they say they don't find the time and that happened to me many times that i don't find the time but sometimes what i don't when i I don't have that time i just go to youtube and search for somebody explaining the book that i was not able to read Mm -hmm. And that's a way to do it. Also, the audio book can help you. Let's say you are running in the gym for one hour. You can do at least 30, 40 minutes listening to the book. So there's ways. And also you have a phone that you can download everything. You don't need. There's some people that they like to read the hard book. But if you don't have the time, man, like for me, I prefer over here or in the iPad because when I turn the background to black and I see the, the letters in white, it doesn't matter if I have good light or bad light. So there's ways. Like if you don't read, if you because you don't want.
0: (laughs) And I I wanted to touch also on the fact that you you opened your own factory, right?
1: Yeah. uh, Yes. Well, with the master blender, when I call him, he already had a little factory. We're still there, but right now we have the other one, just building the inside to move. But uh, let me tell you something about that. People sometimes ask me, do you think it's a great idea to have your own factory when you have a brand? I will also I will always answer it this way: it will depend on your goal. Because depends on your personality, uh, and the way you behave in the whatever business you do, you need to understand in what you are good, in what you are bad. And also and also you need to know if you're gonna have a partner or not. So if you are good at a selling, you don't like routines, you don't like to be in a place, always in a place every single day, probably the factory is not for you because the factory absorb a lot of time and it's there. You're not going to be able to move because you need to always watch what's going on over there. Um, it's good to maintain quality. Yes. But also when you are buying from someone that you make a contract, whatever, you are also able to say whatever you send me. is not what I ask you. I'm going to return it back. You fix it. So the problem is not on you. So it would depend on your goals, honestly, uh, uh, on the brand that you're having. Because honestly, the factory is a big, big commitment. And that really swallows a lot of money.
0: (laughs) But I'll imagine that it helps you maintain some of the or to control some of that production process that. Yeah. I know there are so many smaller boutique brands out there that, sometimes the biggest problem especially during the pandemic was that all their production was dependent on you know some other factory and then that factory was shut down because of the pandemic or you know they were limited and then you know there was a, the big backup which i'm not sure has been cleared up yet so they were having to wait for you know wait their turn to get their product out and it was just you know so i think like you said, it's a balance. So you have to kind of figure out where, where you are. But I know for some people, having their own factory does kind of make sense at, in the end, just because it gives you a little bit more control over Yeah, <laughs> you can get you know product out there. The last thing you want is to go months and months of just sitting there waiting for a, a factory to kind of get to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and you got to see, like, for me, what's an opportunity? Because that was already there. And it was a perfect timing to talk with them with him because oh, I'm here, you're there, okay, let's make it happen. But sometimes you don't have that type of partnership. Sometimes you you don't you didn't meet a master blender within your whatever years you have in, in the industry. So at the end of the day for me, it's still based on your goals.
0: How would you define looking at all that you you've done so far, how would you define success? Like, how do you measure it
1: for wow. you Well, I really like the question, and uh, I really think the success is very subjective. If if I say in a sh- the short period success, I think I already had it because I created a noise, me, my brother, and the whole team of Blackbird in in a time that it, it's not common. Like, it's not common to make the noise that we did in that list of a years. Like you don't, Padron was not Padron in three years. Like, let's be honest, and we need to respect the, the brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think my 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 best success, I believe, is just people referring others. Hey, If you're gonna smoke cigars, yeah, it has to be BlackBerry. I don't measure it in money, uh, because I think money is a paper. We all need cash flow, but I think it's a paper. It's, it's more like the respect you get within time and people feeling identified with the brand for something, for, for something that their brands attract them. Like I have people texting me in Instagram saying, after I hear your interview, you give me uh, motivation to wake up every day and chase my dreams. For me, that's success. Because that's something that when you when you leave the world, oh, Jonas had money versus that guy that is that just left gave me a knowledge or gave me a motivation that I'm going to tell you, son, the same thing. He says, so, so, and so, so it's actually, we can say that's a legacy maybe, but I don't, outside of that, I don't even know what success anymore. <laughs> I just like to enjoy what I do. And, but outside of that, it's just people referring others. And if you identify like, come on me, I started the business being illegal and I'm here, I'm already a success.
0: And I think that's interesting and good what you said because I think so many companies sometimes, the bigger you get, the kind of further away from like what originally motivated you. You get away from that and then it becomes, I have to make more or we have to make more money. We have to make more money. We have to make more money. And that becomes like the focus. And that's okay. I mean, that's the whole point of business is to make money. But at the same time, it shouldn't, I don't think, for many companies, for success, shouldn't be tied to how much money you're making because it's it's just what's you know what's the end goal? Because you always hit that goal of, of you know making this much money, and then it's like you can't go below that or that or you feel like you're not being successful anymore. It's crazy, and then you have to get more and more and more, and then like that more just doesn't it's unattainable. I read
1: something this morning. That actually is 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 funny that you're mentioning something uh, related to that. I read something, so a lady posted something on Instagram in Spanish, and she said, if your goal is to make money, so you're never going to reach the goal because money is a number, and number never ends.
0: <laughs>
1: Good. <laughs> exactly. That's, wow. When I saw that, I'm like, wow, I'm in the right path.
0: Amen. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Like I said, like I think you know, uh, there's a good book out there that um, that's called start with why and the why, and it's just how you have to like reverse engineer your thinking in terms of like so many people think in the wrong direction. And they always say, you know, what's the goal of my business? Where well, the goal of my business is to make money. Like we're going to make a million dollars. Okay, but why? And then they're like, what? They're like, what do you mean? What? And it's like, what's, what's the why? Like, why do you need to make a million dollars? You know, is it because you think that's going to make you happy? Is it because you you need to pay a certain, you know, you need to maintain something or need to pay for something? Is it because you're going to give that money away? Like, why? And it's like, that always like blows people's minds. They're like, oh, I don't, I I never thought of the why. Do you see that why sometimes? Or
1: Man, that's, I really like this type of subject because let me tell you, let's say what, Type of goals that we can touch is big house, big car, a yacht, your private plane, maybe. Uh, what else? Those are like the, probably the four first, first stuff that probably a man wants it. But the bigger the house, the bigger the staff, the bigger the house, the bigger the expenses. So probably <laughs> when you reach the goal, probably you need to work more. Mm-hmm. We, oh, so sometimes people don't understand why people have yachts. There's more people that have yachts is because they don't they want to use it instead of expending money to pay the tax they spend the money to enjoy something that they can uh put it as a tax or a deduction but the goals i think i think there's a lot of little things that probably can be a better goal than have a, having a mansion it's fine it's amazing to see a video of a big mansion or whatever but one of my goals I can tell you right now is I would love to only work four days out of the week. For example, mm-hmm. so I can have three days for myself, like one day for the family, one mm-hmm. day for me and the boys, and one day just to Netflix and chill. Exactly. For example, and actually I can be, I can probably be more happy than a millionaire if I do that, because people say, oh, I want to be a millionaire, but the most of the time that comes with the price like 99 percent of the time or probably always because they're going to they're going to put in a balance their family in uh, the company. So it, they think that the company will fill them up. But the thing is, the company never ends. The company always have a goal and probably your wife only wants 30 minutes of your time. Mm-hmm. And just because you're not giving her 30 minutes, you're going to lose your entire family. And then why are you making money? Like, <laughs> Why are you are making money? Oh, you have a Lamborghini and you cried inside of the Lamborghini. You have a big mansion and you cried inside of the big mansion. <laughs> like at the end of the day, we really need to, I think I, I really like what you just said. You really need to know what's going to be the main goal and why you're working, why you're doing something in order for you to really be happy. Some people like, When we create something, like why you make cigars? Oh, because I want the people to have a great experience. I think this is missing over there. Why you sell rice? Oh, because I want them to eat the best rice or blah, blah, blah. Why you're a a comedian? Because I, I think everybody's sad nowadays and I want all of them to laugh. And that can be your goal. So I don't think the most success guy is the one that has more money. The most success guy has everything in balance and he has a little bit of everything. That's the way I really think
0: exactly and sometimes your why like i said it's usually not that you want to make more money it's usually something beyond that that some reason we just don't want to to state it might seem personal or something like that like you said but it might be you know i want to make more money so that i can you know work fewer days in the week so i can spend more time with my family yeah. you know because I'm afraid that you know my kid isn't gonna know who I am if, because I spent my time in the office or something, something like that. And it gets like to this like whole counseling psychology type of, of conversation. But I always tell people, you know, you always have to think of the why, and the why usually is wow. you usually have to preface it with it's not because you want to make more money. Because <laughs> they always go, oh, okay. And then you have to like really think and really bear your soul to figure out what what your why is.
1: Yeah, you got to figure out why you want more money or why you are you want your company to be bigger. There's a necessity. Like I'm I'm not I'm not having a bigger factory because I really want to make more money. It's not only because, it's not just that the main goal. Obviously, if you work hard, it's, it's going to happen. But it's because it, there's a need right now. I need the space to ferment tobacco. That's why I have a bigger facility. I need to supply the demand the attraction that BlackBerry has nowadays, I'm not able to supply the demand. So mm-hmm. that's why I need a bigger space. And I don't I think one day I'm going to say, all right, you know what, you know, if I'm not going to work anymore whatever, maybe, maybe not, because I'm so used to work, Antoine, that when I have 48 hours in my house, I want to kill myself. <laughs> I'm a workaholic now. And sometimes, oh, man, I want to have one day off. And then when I have a, a day off, half of the day, I'm like, what am I going to do?
0: What I'm <laughs> <world>. what I-, <laughs> I could There has to be something to work on, even if it's a personal project. I was like, you always have to have something to work on. You can't, can't just be one of those people who sit around watching daytime TV all all day. And you can watch no. it. it ask me something useful. I feel like to do. Um, one of the last questions I I usually like to ask guests is, in a scenario that somebody comes to you and they say, Jonas. I want to start my own business. It might not be a cigar business. It might just be some other side of business. What advice do you give that person? How should they start in launching their own business?
1: Well, the first question is why you why you want to make that certain business. Mm-hmm. Because in the in the in the case of cigars, people oh I want to make my own brand. Why you want to have your own brand? Uh, because I want to have my own brand and I want to make money with it but maybe you don't know nothing about the cigar industry and you just want something that has your name maybe. So Mm -hmm. it's more ego than really making a great business. Uh, Something else is you got to be very patient. Uh, If your goal is to be uh, a millionaire in three years, whoever tell you yes is lying to you. It takes time. It takes a long time to make it. And, you got I think you also need to be around not always your childhood friends. You need to to hang out with friend with people that has like the same way of thinking of reaching something. Because the most of the time, let's say your childhood friends, they love you, they love you, but they more want to have, have a drink, have a whatever, they want to see what you got versus what they don't have, or blah blah blah. You just can't just Like that's nice to have your childhood friends. I'm a guy that has childhood friends still, like from the three years old. Mm -hmm. But they all think differently. So I think you need to be around people that, like, you need to surround people that are right now better than you. And I'm I'm not saying about money. It's like you see when somebody walking around and they, you see their chest and they, you see how confident they feel. It's because they they are being they are reaching their goals. I think you need to be around those people, people that tells you, that always give you advice. And that doesn't mean you need to follow the advice because maybe their advice work for them, but maybe it doesn't fit you. But, and that would be, bring me to the fourth one. Listen more than what you talk. A hundred percent. God give you two years and one month. So shut up, man. Shut up. Sometimes we got to listen. Shut up! And yeah, you listen, and then you pick and choose, pick and choose, because the information out there. So someone Antoine probably read something that you didn't read. So and so read something that you didn't, you, you didn't read, and then you you take information from a lot of from a lot of things. Also, is a discipline. If you say, uh, "I'm gonna run thirty minutes every day," man, do it. Discipline beats the smart
0: guy. Definitely. I think that that's a good note to end on, just because I don't think we can get any better than that. Like (laughs) you kind of laid out the the gospel of of Jonas right there. And we all have a lot. I think the the people who are watching this and listening to this, like they're going to get hopefully that's my favorite part of the show, because I always love to get that advice from people, because I think that's the most useful part out of everything that we talk about. Um, But those people who are not watching, they obviously can't see the little banner that's been running on the bottom of the screen, which uh, has your website and Instagram. So just give people who are listening to this, uh, tell them what website they need to go to, what uh, Instagram, what other social media stuff they need to follow to stay connected with Blackbird and yourself.
1: All right. So website is blackbirdcigar.com. Instagram is Cigar. We are in Facebook, Blackbird Cigar. Uh, I think I need to go more to the Facebook. The thing is, Instagram is just easier. I feel an old guy using Facebook now. It is because they change so much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but text me because I will respond. I wanna be. I wanna know where you are, where you're smoking the cigars, and what do you What do you suggest to me to improve in the brand
0: so you guys can enjoy it? Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for spending an hour and 54 seconds <laughs> with me speaking about everything from cigars. Like I said, you were one of the people that I always wanted to have on the show. I had to work out all the kinks because I was like, I need this to be good for Jonas. I was like, we can't have we can't have the like when the Instagram things, Instagram live things started to go downhill. I was like, OK, I was like, we're going to have to hold off and I need to figure this out. I said, but Jonas is one of those people I want to have on this rebooted version so <laughs> thank uh, you man thank you. come on and i'm looking forward to, to seeing you out at some point uh maybe at the pca trade show maybe uh, on at some but, uh i'll look for you this time i know like i said you were super busy at tpe which is a good thing so i did not want to bother you and uh i was saying i was like you, you were with a lot of retailers so i was like that's good hopefully he's right of business. Um, <laughs> uh, you. You in person uh, during our next encounter, whenever that is. Um, for people who are watching this on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter, make sure you hit that like button or the follow button. Um, we have shows ma- mostly every Tuesday and Thursday. Sometimes it's just once a week. Uh, we have two shows coming up next week. We have uh, Tuesday, we have Brian Dezen from Provada Cigar Club. And then on Thursday, we have Pedro Gomez from Drew Estate. So two different shows, two different guests will be very uh, entertaining, both of them, I'm sure. Um, and then we're have a we working on booking up April. So uh, lots of good things coming up. Uh, you can go to deepcutslive.com and see all the past 74 episodes. I think this is number 75. So um, there's plenty of episodes to get caught up on in interviews if you've uh, not been watching And uh, like I said, I want to thank Jonas one more time for coming on today. And thank you all for watching and listening. And uh, until next time. Thank you, my man. Thank you, guys.